Pai, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations. Each week, we invite guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. Our hosts have been chosen especially to role model just how we do an enlightened conversation. This episode is produced by Michelle Lightworker and sponsored by the Lightworker Foundation. Hi everybody, good evening, you're through to Jag Sandu um, at Enlightened Conversations Season 3, this is Episode 1, um, and today with me I have got Aldo Raffa, who is an international psychic who's worked on Psychic TV here in the UK, um, he is a mentor, an NLP practitioner, uh, who's trained in angelic Reiki, um, Usu Reiki, and Zekin Reiki, amongst a whole list of other things. Um, and today we have got Aldo with us in person, and we will be talking about his life as a psychic and what he's doing nowadays. Um, and let's see how the whole evening goes. Absolutely, I'm really excited. Hello, nice Well, thank you for coming again. We had you on last year, didn't we? Yes, summertime, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was early summer. Yes, June, maybe July. June, July, yeah, definitely. So what have you been doing since then? So I was traveling, actually. Uh, really? Yeah, I was, I was, uh, I've been traveling. I, was, I went to Japan, uh, I think, since the last time we did our uh, wonderful Oh, video, which was, right, which okay. was kind of very magical. Yeah, um, I've moved. <laughs> and, moved. Yeah, and um, yeah, doing lots more um, work with uh, the lovely Kabbalah tree, <laughs> which I know we spoke. The of Kabbalah last. tree, yeah, that was it. The Kabbalah tree. You've done a lot with the Kabbalah tree, but exactly what have you? The Kabbalah tree. We spoke about it briefly last time, but what exactly are you doing with it, and how do you use it? in your practice. I know that you mentor people as well. So do you use it in your readings or do you use it when you're mentoring people? It's more of a tool for, um, I find meditation or path working. So path working uh, is what I do when, when, when I do the mentor, more of the mentoring, the, mm -hmm. the transformational journeys with, with people. So path working is all about working a particular path. So the Kabbalistic tree is, is made of many different paths. Um, 32, well, 33 uh, paths, and um, each path has a different energy and a rhythm. So when we when we part, when I path work with a client, we're we're activating different energies and working with them um, to create that change. What kind of pathways are they though? But what kind of uh, what kind of energies do you um, what kind of energies are there that you're creating? What kind of transformations is it? For example. Um, people who have been through, I don't know, like um, abusive relationships or um, childhood traumas, what kind of... It's a good question, yeah. <laughs> what kind of people do you work with? Because obviously, like with, I know some people who actually mentor others or coach others, depending on whether it's through NLP or life coaching, business coaching, they always touch upon things that have affected individuals. Um, so what kind of things do you work 
through when you're using the Kabbalah tree? So, yeah, good question. And often we don't really know until we kind of activate it and explore it. Mm -hmm. So, so much can often come up mm -hmm. uh, through the use of this tree. So um, a lot of uh, wounds and ancestral wounds, um, you know, patterns, programs can often mm -hmm. come up. Um, a lot uh, to do uh, with how we are seen in the world. The Kabbalah okay. tree is very much a spiritual command. It allows okay. us to command our life a little. So it looks at where maybe we're lacking in our energy. Okay, but where did the Kabbalah trip originate from? Obviously there's been Kabbalah, it's got the Jewish uh, or the Judaism kind of um, angle to it. But is it something that has always been in the Jewish um, religion? Or is it something that's on a, or is it like a spin-off from the actual practice of Judaism? Mm. So it's, it's, it, there are many different forms of, of, of actually working with this tree. Okay. Um, there is the traditional Judaic uh, mysticism, okay. which I don't actually practice um, <laughs> at all. So, you know, some people think, oh no, it's going to be like really Jewish. And it's mm -hmm. like, no, no, um, this, this tree um, is, is, is a, uh, well, there's many different versions of the tree. There's three main different okay. interpretations of the tree. Um, the one that's commonly used today is actually uh, originally from a, 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 um, a Jesuit. Uh, okay. It's more of a Jesuit energy. So um, we have more Christian uh, Kabbalah. There's obviously the Jewish Kabbalah. And then there's more of a universal um, metaphysical uh, Kabbalah, which okay. is more of the one that I work with that combines the tarot. and. Um... It is quite an amazing thing to look at. It's like a maze if you actually... Was able to look at it in person. So we've got a diagram here. We have, yes. So how do you end up using it? Because I know you've mentioned it, because I know you also teach people um, tarot. Yes. And you said that you've ended up teaching um, tarot using the tree. But how do you use the tree when you're teaching tarot? Very good question, and I wanted to, yes, actually read out a quote from Dion, uh, Dion Fortune, which is a very powerful quote, which mm -hmm. basically says, the tree of life, astrology, mm -hmm. and the tarot are not three mystical systems, but mm -hmm. three aspects of one and the same system. So each is unintelligible without the other. The tarot itself is a comprehensive instruction, you know, gives the, uh, the instructions, which gives the keys to the tree as applied to human life. So really, this, this tree is a system that combines astrology and tarot. Okay. And it's a, it's, a, it's a device that allows us to recognize where we're operating from at any given time in the okay. non-physical realms. Because the non-physical realms, let's face it, the astral realms, they can be very um, up there. Yeah, energetically, energetically. They can. I suppose, so would you say, when you say they're up there, so could it be like, for example, when you're dreaming, but you're astral dreaming, could it be, could you then relate that back to the Kabbalah tree, like, so if you can remember your dream, for example? Everything actually connects. So if we look at the tree, very basically, um, so we, we see something called Malkuth at the bottom, which is known as the earth or the kingdom. Right. So this is where we are. Shall uh, I hold yes, that? There you go. <laughs> Uh, so this is this is the, the kingdom, this is the earth. And the first sphere that we hit from Malkuth is 
uh, Yesod. And Yesod is the moon. Um, okay. This is the astral realm. That is that realm. You know, if we think of the moon, it's it's where we dream. It's where we, um, you know, it's, it's, it's how we connect to the astral realms. Also, it's where, you know, when we're between the age of about maybe 7 to 40, mm -hmm. we start kind of connecting to our own individual uh, non-physical fantasies. Right. Okay. So everything about the tree connects to this moon okay. sphere, which is a representation of the astral. It's like the, the, the astral door. Okay. And then from that, we then, we kind of go up. So you kind of navigate wherever you've got to go to. So let's just go with like how we're born. So often, you know, we're born into the earth, aren't we? Yeah. And from the age of about, you know, zero to seven, we're building our own kind of identity. Mm -hmm. And we're sort of, still being nurtured by our parents mm -hmm. but then come they're full sort of seven into 14 we're then exploring those non-physical realms our yeah. fancies our desires and we can either go down one or two of the next paths right okay one is the path of hod which is ruled by mercury which is about the intellect okay so i'm going to study what i want to you know dream yeah. about make my okay. dreams a reality the other is the um the venus which is uh all about and it's called um net i can never pronounce it net satch which is all about um how we connect to others and society okay so this is known as the natural path because okay. my dad or because my friend or because whatever else is that mm -hmm. i've become that you know environment breeds environment so yeah. sometimes you know our astral realm or our fantasy mm -hmm. or, or desires get dictated a little bit okay. by the society so you can sometimes see those two types of kids, can't you, at 14? Yeah. The one that's like, right, I'm going to study and be what I want to do. Or yeah, actually I was gonna... one of those, I have to say. Yeah. Uh, I was all there's, the, all there's the other one, which I think I was. But the thing is, we're not operating um, down one path at any given time. Yeah, no, that's we're, true. We're, we, can, we can kind of go down one mm. and then we kind of come back to the other. So this can be known as the natural path or the fish hook path. Okay. And this one is the head path. Okay. So from there, so it's that battle between mind and heart. Absolutely. And we then move to the center, the sun, our, right. our heart center. So it's okay. kind of what forms our core energy, how we get pulled and swayed by okay. our heart or by our intellect. So that's often a lot of people, you know, in the world, they're living in that journey, yeah. that battle, that conundrum, like we're mm -hmm. going here, we're going there, we're coming into center. Right. Not many people go further up. Um, right. But then, you know, let's just explore it quickly. Going up, we see Jupiter, which is expansion, yeah. and um, Mars. So people like very famous people will often go there. You okay. know? This is like, here I am. You know, and childhood stars, for example, often don't really have much chance to go into the head. They just kind of go, fium, 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 you know, yeah. and they're there. Um, okay. So we start going up higher. This is about creating big change in the world. Um, and then we see, so this is compassion and forgiveness. And yeah. It's all giving. Mm -hmm. And then we see Mars here, which is judgment. So it's this compassion uh, and, and judgment that come in. Okay. And then as we go up high, we see the divine masculine, the divine feminine, and then the source of all. So this is a quick summary of these 10 right. spheres. They okay. are fundamentally 10 main spheres called the Seth, Sephiroth. Sephiroth. Okay. In the tree. But there is a hidden one. Is that a Latin? No, this is, this is Jewish. Is that? Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there, there are 10 fundamental spheres. And then there is a, a hidden 11th one. But not getting into that, we then see the 22 paths, which relate to the 22 my, uh, major arcanas of the tower, the major secrets. Okay. So when I teach tarot, this, this often gets introduced as well. Ah. Because there is a... So do you, you, when you teach people tarot, obviously I can see some pictures here mm. of some of the tarot. I don't know if you guys can see them. Hold on. You can probably see... Uh, 
put it in close enough, you can probably see some of the cards there. Um, but would you use this as a basis for them to do like a spread? I mean, because obviously you, I know that you've got the Celtic cross mm -hmm. and then you've got the five card spread, the wall shoe spread, and obviously everybody creates their own spreads. But would you teach them how to do um, a spread using the conservatory or not? How do you do that? Yeah. And how does it integrate and how would you integrate that in? It's a very good question. Yes, I do. Um, and this is very much with the journeys, the six month transformational journeys that I do right, too. Okay. I create four trees for them using the tarot. So a karmic tree, okay. um, a current, you know, sort of mental energy tree, emotional energy tree, current physical manifestation tree. Okay. So they're sort of four different trees. So there's the karmic tree. Uh-huh. The emotional tree. Emotional tree. The mental tree. Mental tree. And the current manifestation tree. And the current manifestation station tree okay so what is the current manifestation tree so this shows how they're manifesting in, in their in their world um so at that current moment, that current moment, moment in time. time yeah and would you review the trees every month or how would you do it so we merge all of those those four worlds together okay and then explore um different paths each month yeah depending on looking at their astrology then i then bring in their astrology and looking at sounds so complicated it is actually, but it's, it is a very in-depth system mm. and this is where it can be very potent, very powerful. Um, obviously, it, it can be incredibly enlightening um, as, as the tree is, but what it will often highlight, what needs to be worked on. So it will show maybe those parts that are a little weaker mm -hmm. that we need to take command in because I don't believe, you know, we're broken and we need to sort of fix people or things. Mm -hmm. um, often we just need to become aware of our darkness and mm -hmm. when we have awareness of that, then we have the choice to kind of empower ourselves, set ourselves free. Yeah. And that's very much what this tool is about. It's about taking command, breaking free from those patterns, but also gaining the awareness around maybe some of those weaker paths mm -hmm. to really work. So I suppose it's become, I suppose it's quite a handy tool in the respect that you're becoming more aware of you as a person, as a whole person, than needing to be with someone to feel whole. Because obviously, and I'm sure you found this, and I found this as well, even in day-to-day -day life, that where you're not happy in your life but you feel that maybe having someone in your life will make you feel whole mm -hmm. but what we forget and i suppose this comes down to conditioning mm. growing up is that we are whole as one person we don't need anyone to make us feel complete we are complete the way that we are and if anyone is to come in our life it's to i know complement one another i suppose Balance one another out. Yeah, is that how you put it? Mental and emotional support. Is that how you would explain yes. it to clients, for example? Well, it's interesting. If we just take a look at the at the, at the tree again, there is yeah. a path that's sometimes known as the natural path. Okay, um, which one is that? Which is that? or the fish hook path? Yes, okay. this one here. Okay. And this is often what we can do a lot of the time. Um, we can put the needs and so this is about our dreams, our vision, and this is about somebody else's. So okay. we can connect to love, you know, our fantasy and dream for love. Often we can put the needs and wants of others before ours, and it can become, it can become, you know, it can become known as the, the fish hook path because mm -hmm. we can sort of feel attached, you know, which mm -hmm. obviously can be a bit codependent or, we yeah. you know, we can't live without them. That's how the yeah, and it can bring up a lot of different kind of um, attachment, issues. attachment issues and some negative situations as well. You can maybe get attached to, I mean, obviously every situation is different, 
like a narcissistic kind of situation mm. or an unhealthy obsession. Absolutely, that's why it's called the fish hook. Okay. It's, it's known as the natural path because it's so easy to go into it and it can feel so natural. And then next thing you know, you're hooked, you're on it, you know? Okay. And this can be as simple as like when you're 14 and you're like, actually, I'm going to go out with my friends today. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm going to rebel and, you know, smoke cigarettes and drink alcohol. It could be as simple as that. Or it's like, oh my God, I love this person so much. I'm sacrificing everything for them. And it, that's when it becomes And it's where, where you lose your own, you lose your, your own identity. identity. I suppose, obviously, 7 and 14, you're quite naive, I'd say, right up until you're 18, to be honest, to a certain point, depending on what kind of social environment you've been in, right? So, and they're quite impressionable ages. The so, 7 to 14, the reason I, I use that age, sorry about them, but 7 to 14 is, is the time when we're building up our connection to the astral realms, uh, our ability to dream and to connect more non-physically with fantasy and dream and desire in, a, in an imaginative sense. But wouldn't you be doing that before, though? Like, when you're... Zero, I, because, obviously, if you think about it, young children are very open. imaginative and open. They're open to everything. But when you go into school, and I'm sure you've learned this as well, when you go into school, you kind of learn. You kind of learn to think in a certain way, not question anything, and you're kind of closed in. And then you have to do all the unraveling, you know, as you're growing up to open up. But by between seven and fourteen, don't you think that they've been kind of conditioned to a certain point, or is that more on a higher level that you're referring to? Yeah, this is more on a high level. Also scientifically based, I think they say between the age of six and seven, uh, sorry, not six and seven, <laughs> zero and seven, yeah. you know, you're still kind of heavily reliant a, a lot on, on on kind of the impressions and the dreams of others. Right, you know? okay. So you're more, you're more of a sponge to everything. You're learning still. But come uh, seven to 14, you start breaking away from the non-physical realms of others and you start to kind of become, uh, not ready in, in any sense to be ready yeah. for the world, but you start to explore it and be fascinated and, and have different dreams. I suppose it's more your kind of creating, creating your, your own self, self identity, and yeah. your in a non traits, form. your strength and your weakness. Personality, Deep. all of that kicks in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that's the, the, the time where it gets solid. It's quite interesting when you see it from that perspective. But how many, I mean, okay, I mean, how long have you actually been using the Tree of Life for? Do you know, it's kind of funny because I've, I've always really loved the, the tree. I think the first time I saw the tree was, uh, it was probably quite an impressionable age, I think. I, I think it must have been about 14. And I'm trying to remember who or where I saw it. But I saw this tree quite young and I was very drawn to it, but I didn't really necessarily understand it. How long I've been working with the tree uh, with clients now? Um, only for the last two years. Really? Because I've never, I've never come across the tree of life. It's, um, I've only seen it um when you've mentioned it mm. when we've worked together in the past um when we did our when we did the level one and level two okay. egyptian circus yeah. reiki and that's when you mentioned the tree of life and before then i had never heard of it but it's and then obviously the more you've spoken about it it's it's very interesting because it exposes different sides on a much deep, deeper level so when you've used this with clients, how have they found the karmic tree compared to the manifestation tree? Mm. So often the karmic tree is a bit like the blueprint. It's a bit like the the soul 
DNA or tapestry. Um, so it can often really explain on a much deeper level, perhaps why things are manifesting the way they are. So often what we'll see on the soul level might be like, it's like the skeleton, the soul right, okay. level is like the skeleton. Mm -hmm. And the current manifestation is a bit like everything that's building up around it. Um, yeah. But how, okay, sorry, I'm just gonna ask you this. How do, when it comes to creating the karmic tree, what, how do you know how deep to do it? Do you do meditation? What kind of method do you use to create the karmic tree of a client? Do you use the same method for every client or is it a different method? Yeah, good question. Um, I mean, short answer is it's the same method um, because I'm using their astrology and I'm using the cards. Um, but every time I do it, it's quite a different experience. I'll ask my guides, my guardians to step forward. Okay. Um, I'll then look into their astrology um, and I will then begin formulating the, the, the cards, Call it, calling on the guys though to set the energy. Sometimes it can be a bit mad because it's like the energy of the tree really becomes alive. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what I find often with this is it gets very activated, um, you know, and it's a little bit like uh, when, we've, when we've created these trees, the awareness is there then. Okay. Um, so yeah, in a nutshell, every tree is created the same, but it's, but it can take different amounts of time, which I find strange. Really? Yeah. I suppose it depends on how many things you've got to deal with. Mm. With them. Because obviously you could probably have someone who's a lot more balanced or or someone who's becoming more spiritually aware. So their tree would probably be different to someone who needs direction. Mm for example. And also, you know, just to interrupt a little, and I mentioned that we can change our karma, you know, and this is why when we start working with energy, and this is why, you know, we have these sometimes healing crises, mm. or these like, you know, dark nights of the soul, because what we're doing is, is, you know, and this is why sometimes with the spiritual path, it can look a very hard, difficult one, because we're clearing our karma, we're working through things, but it's like we're accelerating it. So sometimes that can be a bit physically a bit heavy or a bit challenging. Um, so yeah, some people's karmic trees can be, there can be a lot going on with them basically. <laughs> um, but what's really nice about working with the trees is it gives us a grounding to understand like where it's at um, and then to start integrating and, and, and working with it energetically, um, but in, in, a, in a more systematic sense. So you use this tree like for your six month programs, right? But do you, do say so for example if you had a client come to you for a reading or a healing session would you integrate the tree of life into that session or um for example your past life regression sessions i've not used it in a reading as as such as a right. reading reading okay. i've not used it in a past life regression however i have used it and do often work with it in healing Really? Uh, yes, I do like a tree of life uh, activation and healing so what it's doing is it's working on the clients um, you know, spheres. It's on all of the spheres. All of the spheres. So it's allowing more light to come in. Oh. So with the tree, there's something called the Raku, which is a lightning bolt that comes shooting down. This is what Kabbalists believe how, okay. how, we, how we create in the world. Okay. So from the source of all. Yeah. And then we go, you know, shooting all the way down into Malkuthia. Yeah. Okay. So within a healing, I'll often activate and bring down this light and activate these different centers within the client mm. to allow them to take more command um, of their life. And spiritually, it will bring down more light. But when you use the um, tree in a healing, what kind of 
changes does it bring afterwards? And how long does it take to integrate? It can take up to about 10 days. Really? Uh, yeah, it can take up to about 10 days to integrate. I use a um, crystal as well as I work on each. Is set. it a wand? Yes, crystal wand. And I activate each, each I inject you know, energy and light into each sphere. And often what can come up as well, there'll be like a little, you know, uh, conversation we have after where we're sort of talking about what maybe spheres needed more activating and maybe which ones needed, had a bit of an imbalance. Often, you know, this sphere, uh, Gabura it's called, is very strong in the society we live in. We live in a very sort of fight-fight society mm -hmm. where it's all about, you know, judgment, judgment, action, action. And often that can block that channel flow for the heart and the compassion. So often, you know, there is a belief in Kabbalah. We don't believe in any sort of evil. We believe yeah. that we believe in insecurity and we believe that judgment is the kind of the darkness uh -huh. um, where we get too into our judgment of things. We lack that flow and that light for compassion. So often this center can be one center that we can all have a few karmic challenges with because, you know, in our lifetimes on the earth, because it is, let's face it, quite a heavy energy sometimes. Yeah, it's sometimes all about, it you know, having to stand in our power. Mm -hmm. and sometimes we can get blocked in judgments mm -hmm. of ourselves or other people, which hold us back from being open yeah. to receiving more of the gifts of life. Would you say this helps balance the masculine and the feminine energy? Yes. How has it, have you used this on yourself? Yes, yes. And how has it helped you in the past? What I found, it's been quite a journey, oh, it's been quite a journey. What was that that just happened there? I don't know. Something just spoke. We had, ever since I've actually walked into this place, we've had um, all sorts going on. The electrics flashing. Really? Yeah, I've seen the electrics mm. flashing. Um, the energy is so strong here today. <laughs> it's just really weird. Um, well, anyway, yeah, we're activating so, talking about it, aren't we? Yes. Yeah, so we mentioned, yeah, we mentioned it, and then something made a noise. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe they didn't hear. It. Maybe you did. Whatever that was, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know. So it wasn't, it wasn't my talking Alexa because I am close to her. Well, it's not Alexa. We know that. Maybe oh, Alexa's brother. <laughs> so, sorry, you were saying. I was saying, obviously, can you use the tree for those who are joining us? Hello, everyone. Hello. Um. Have you um, used the, the tree of life to balance masculine and feminine energies yes. and have you used it on yourself? Yes. And how did it help you when you balanced the masculine and feminine energies? So it, 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 it balances a lot of energetic, it, it, it balances a lot of energies. And often when, when I work with it, I can actually, it sounds a bit strange, but I can often, often get very warm because there can be a lot of energy and light that comes down. Mm -hmm. um, I work with it in different ways. I can, you know, meditate on it. Can be very good and meditating on different paths if i want to be more at my center i'll visualize you know the the, the, the center of, of the tree and okay. i'll be in that center there right okay. and then i you know might want to go here might want to go there so mm -hmm. i sort of visualize myself there and then i'm going journeying them often in a meditation i'll start here in the kingdom the earth uh -huh. see myself going to the door of yesod and then yeah. going where i want to go so there's that okay. aspect but if i want to create a balancing often what i'll do is in a way become the tree i imagine myself stepping into this tree okay. and activating the whole tree as a whole seeing that light lightning bolts coming down activating it so it's more i embody the tree uh -huh. but then how have you used this have you used it to balance the energies masculine and feminine with clients and how have they found it so going back to masculine and feminine 
on the left we say this is the feminine and we okay. say this is the, the on the right the masculine okay it's kind of interesting because there's a lot of contrast uh, in 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 the tree um and the belief really with 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 it is to be at the middle pillar at the pillar within the middle right, um, okay. to balance and ground often what clients will find and feel is their energetic body starts working initially so we start working with uranus and saturn okay. um and these energies help clear saturn is a binding so it brings everything in order uranus is like a kind of clearing and mm -hmm. agent or energy so i kind of utilize the planetary aspects as well um in association with the tree clients have felt very um i'm trying to remember the last time i worked with this uh, it was the other week and the woman that i was working with it she said she kept seeing like a sponge and it was like absorbing all of the um like blocked energies or the mm -hmm. debris often we can have a lot of programming yeah we can have a lot of uh thoughts um excuses as well that we tell ourselves on, on deeper levels so that often goes so that negative voice can clear it can mm -hmm. silence and you know kind of ground the mind mm -hmm. and often people feel more of a almost like an alertness more of like a you know initially maybe when they first get out to like life, a surge of energy yes, like a surge of energy more like a life gets a little elevated mm. it's like things turn up the colors it's like switching the light switch on mm. or turning the energy up um, yes okay but the thing is it's quite interesting because you're actually referring to the planets a lot so there's the astrology aspect within the life tree but earlier you mentioned was it the life 22 life paths 22, 22 paths, paths on the tree. tree yes so what are these 22 paths um because they sound quite intense each path sounds quite intense because if there's 22 paths what are these paths how would you and how did you learn about these paths obviously i know you've been aware of the tree since you were 14 but you've only started using it practically in the last two years Working with it, yeah, working with it with the clients in the last two years. Um, I've meditated in it and connected with it in, in many different forms. Um, so the, yeah, universal kind of, the tree working on a more universal level does combine tarot and it does combine astrology and it does, you know, obviously yeah. use, use the tree as, 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 as the system, if you like. The, the tree is a bit like the, the spade or the tool. Okay. You know, it's a bit like the, the tool that, allows us to dig right okay into the non-physical realms the deeper mm -hmm. we dig the taller we, we can we can build and grow so um these paths these 22 paths relate to the 22 major arcana of the tarot so the major arcana is that the tarot is split in 78 card system split in the major and minor, minor yeah. arcana the belief is that it was only originally just the 22 major arcana. really but how i mean if you think about it, how about far back have they been using tarot cards for they believe, yeah, long, they believe long. it goes back to ancient Egypt. Ancient Egypt, okay. But the major arcanas was 22. Only the major arcanas. They, they believe but the minor about... arcanas got introduced later. But would you say the minor arcanas got introduced how long ago would you say? They believe more later, like uh, Victoria. Yeah, maybe, maybe a little later. Really? Yeah, it was more of a sort of, sort of like they included them. It was a bit of a combination. They believe it came from Italy, the Tarocchi, mm -hmm. yeah. um, where they kind of brought that in as well. So, yeah, the fundamental basic system of the tarot, the skeleton of the tarot, is actually the 22 major kind of major yeah. secrets. 
And what I like about this tree is it's very much a skeleton. It's got the real fundamental basis of tarot in it, the fundamental kind of functions of astrology in it, and that inter integration and interaction between mm -hmm. those, those elements. Yeah, because having a look at it, it's, and then also if you look at it a bit deeper, it's got, um, just looking at it, it's got the ox here. Yes. The back of the head, the tooth, towel, prop. So where do what are those what are those relating to? So these are the English translations to the original Hebrew um, letters, which which oh, Hebrew okay. letters are a little bit like keys and codes. And wow. actually, I can see a lovely lady called Jess watching. Hello, Jess. <laughs> um, um, Jess actually is, is uh, originally, uh, well, she, she's Jewish, and she actually gave me, funnily enough, she lent me a book, I still have the book, uh, which is all about, you know, looking at the language of the Judeo, ah. you know, keys and codes. But each letter is also a symbol, um, which represents these different things. Oh, okay. Which relate and have a kind of correlation also to the tarot too. So, like, for example, back of the head, yeah. we have that relating to the moon, and the moon yeah. can be very uh, unconscious. Yeah. That's the sort of back of the head. Okay, and then the window here, and that's, I suppose, you can read the window going to the heart. Where has it gone? Ah, the window here. That goes to the heart. But there isn't one that goes to the... The heart to um, the wisdom. The wisdom, yes, Chokma, which is the divine father, the, the divine ah. masculine principle. Hi, Jess. <laughs> um, it's quite interesting though, because a lot of people—I don't know—I don't think a lot of people have come across this, or a lot of people don't actually use this in their practice. Or do you? Because you're the first person I've heard heard about the life of tree from. How, do you know any other people who have actually used the Tree of Life in their practice? Hi, Roll, how are you? Yeah, I think there's a lot of people out there that, that use it. Um, mm. I think there's a lot of fear and misconception around it, like okay. all potent, powerful things, you know. <laughs> Got to be open to these things. We have to be open, yeah. And I think it's interesting. I was doing a little uh, interview the other week with a lady who'd never heard of it either, and she she was very into a more shamanic pathway. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, this 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 tree is at the root or at the core of many many mystery schools, many um, uh, societies, um, and obviously you know the Judaic faith as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I know I mentioned this to you before when we spoke uh, before we did the video. Um, you know, Jag was asking me like, oh, okay, so, you know, do you practice and work with this in a more Jewish sense? And I'm like, no, no, not at all. And actually this wouldn't be something, you know, you would do if you were looking at or learning it mm. from that way. Because the, the tree can be used in many different ways, a magical working, mm -hmm. which I tend to use it as, um, yeah. or as a more practical kind of religious or mystical, Judaic, you know, traditional mystical system, which doesn't tend to tap too into that magical aspect. So I work more with the magical aspects. A lot of people do know of it or are familiar with it, but there is fear around it. Purely and simply, I think, because there is a, a big uh, emphasis around taking command. And I think instantly we can feel a bit scared of doing that. And I think it's just the way society is. You know, it's like, oh, taking command of our power. Ooh, yeah. you know? I suppose it depends on how you've grown up as well. Um, so, for example, for me, coming from like a... Indian background, um, you know, you must be um, seen but not heard. You do as we say, and actually taking charge, 
you're like kind of scared. Yes. Where do I begin? (gasps) What I can command, you know, life is a bit like, no. (laughs) Roles for entry of life. If you look at placenta after a baby is born, you see the tree of life there. Look mm. up a pic of it on Google. We will do. Yes. Thank you. Amazing for that. role. Yeah, good point. I mean, sacred geometry is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the tree of life is very much in, in, in the geometry. It is, because the thing is, you'll see different things, but we won't understand what it is. And we'll see things in everyday life. Mm. Yes. Yes. And it's almost like, again, when you're not aware, you're just kind of unconscious, aren't you? But it's like when you become aware, it's like, oh, it opens up again in a different way. And I think even with this tree, you know, even though we you know people might be watching today, you might not understand. We've got the tree behind us yeah. as well. Just its energy. You know, I always find just a great way to begin. Because what people often ask, how do you work with it? The great way to begin is just kind of welcome it in, mm. bring it in, just cool it in, meditate on it. Um, I find it can often, if you're in a place where you're feeling a little unsure, also mm. if you're in victimhood, I find the tree is very good for bringing a sort of sense of clarity and power in, even without knowing about it, just yeah. meditating on it. Spiritually, yeah. its geometry represents yeah. like a kind of blueprint or a command. Yeah, it does, because if you have a look at it, even if you look at it from behind, but it's almost like split it in the middle, it's the mirror image of one another. Absolutely. The yin and the yang. And it's like a sort of extended diamond. It is. It is. And the thing is, if if you break it down, it's it's amazing. Because this, do you know what this is reminding? I just looked at it. So if you look, if we were to turn it upside down, sorry guys, it's almost like you've got the pyramids on the top, Mm -hmm. and then underneath it's like the basement Mm -hmm. of the pyramids of ancient Egypt. Yes. Yes, like the roots. It's the roots. So it's it's amazing. Because if you think about it, if you look at the way it is, obviously it's not a 3D format, but if you did, you know, pyramids are like... Are they, are they? 3D? Yeah, they're 3D. So it's almost like that, isn't mm-hmm. it? So... And the pyramid is a very powerful symbol, that geometry, you know, of the, of the pyramid. Um, so much so, you know, when we look at like the Star of David, it's two pyramids, you know. And again, this geometry, it's the higher self and the lower self, yeah. as above, so below, um, which we can see there, you know. And yeah, it is. It's like the roots of the tree. It's interesting you point to that because there is a belief also that with the tree of life, that there's a tree below the tree. You know, there's this is the kind of, you know, the tree. All right, this is the upper tree and, and there could be a, one lower yeah, tree. I suppose the, the lower tree... Could the be, self. is the, the lower self or of your soul? Mm, it's more of the lower self. This is more of the higher self. So when you say the lower self, the physical being? Yes. Yeah. So going back also looking a little at this, this symbol of the star of yeah. David, we have this lower self, which is the, which is the yeah. inverted triangle. This mm-hmm. is what keeps us safe on the earth. It's, yeah. You know, what, what, what we, you know, utilize to, to get money, to get food, you know, it's like all that physical yeah earthy stuff but sometimes there can be temptations there can be desire there can be all those sort of deep devices yeah the vices are there then we have the upright triangle, the higher self the divine self you know the light the the, the um source of soul light and creation but yeah. of course we are in the physical form yeah. so it's a constant so, two-way stream, stream yeah of getting that balance as above as so below within yeah. the balance yeah souls living in the human experience yes definitely we're all Definitely, definitely. Yes, indeed, indeed. <laughs> but this is like very, very interesting. I mean, even though you mentioned Malkuth and Mal- Malkuth King- Kingdom, I can't even get my words out there. <laughs> the Malkuth Kingdom 
what is the Malkuth kingdom? Where did they come from? So Malkuth oh, really just means the kingdom. Does it? Yeah. And uh, the kingdom represents the earth. So okay. um, the kingdom is uh, the embodiment of soul in the in the in the, in the, three, physi in the physical, physical dimension yeah oh, okay so it's uh it's very much a three i mean most of us you know we live in the 3d 4d kind of realm yes yeah. uh, most of the world lives in the 4d realms but maybe some of the less developed world, which isn't much maybe 3d but it's, it's 3d 4d realm and that's what Malkuth is talking about okay i recommend if no one's heard of it but working with the kabbalistic cross so the kabbalistic cross is a very powerful uh, cross and mm. i know i introduce it uh yeah. <laughs> to uh to sometimes when i also teach the um the the, the Sekem Reiki because I find it a very powerful integration of light. So what we're saying when we do this cross, if, if anyone's familiar with it, it, it's Ate, and then you know we start with the forehead, then we touch the base chakra or the root, Malkuth, Vegabura, Vegadula, Leolam, Amen. Now what we're doing really is we're activating the tree within us. Um, Ate, you're saying to the divine, you are, thou art, you know, you yeah. are, and then you're bringing that light in to Malkuth, to your root, right. the kingdom. So you're saying you know the divine is within yeah. my physical foundation the power which is the right shoulder which relates to the tree vega vega bura the glory vega doula or mercy up here yeah not up there no no that's just up there. Yeah. so we activate vega doula or vega bura or sometimes known as yes and then we just say leolam which means onto all the ages amen so this is an activation of power to kind of it's very much like the the, the christian cross but this yeah. predates that this is more ancient i mean i've used it and it's very good for protection and to keep you rounded and especially if you're going to be working doing readings or yeah. any form of any healing. energy work i find it's very it's it's a very solid command of yeah. clearing and purification of the and then you do that again after you've um done the healing or the reading just to clear your energy yes. of any connections. Or you can do, obviously you can do the cord cutting exercise as well. Yes. <laughs> but I recommend, you know, even if you're not working with energy, practice it, give it a go. Um, often what you can find is it really allows you to, um, yeah, be cleaner and clearer in your energy. I think clarity ultimately is power. And sometimes, you know, with, with the world that we live in today, it's very fast, isn't it? And it's, it can, we can sometimes live in a very kind of unclean, unclear way. Yeah. And it's very important to actually be cleansing your energy on a daily basis, maybe even throughout the day, because you just don't know what kind of energies you've interacted with. Um, I mean, you could come across somebody who is quite low level energy um, or someone who's high level energy, but you just don't know what kind of, whether their vibrations are gonna match with you mm. and how it's gonna make you feel afterwards. Because obviously, energetically we're like kind of vibing off one another yeah. to degree roles are and thank you for that learning i will use it from now on role does um angelic angelic readings ah, so, amazing um he he's he's definitely really good definitely he's based he's out in australia well, well what time is it out there role is it about six forty six o'clock in the morning i think early bird <laughs> he is definitely early bird. but the thing is it's, it's quite when you look at this it is quite interesting because oh, let me just go. it is quite interesting because there's different things that you can learn from it mm -hmm. um for example you can 
you've got the crown at the top and that obviously is your chakra yeah. it's your crown chakra um and then obviously you've got the other elements as well of your other chakras as well so you have two yeah some people get very confused with thinking the tree when i do a tree of life activation mm. or you know empower the tree it's mm. working with the chakra slightly different the two chakras that are in it though is the crown, crown yeah and the base the root they're the two only you know chakras we yeah. use it's 6 45 a.m oh, wow. Saturday morning wow ahead of time yeah I love it. time so yeah i've noticed that so it's the so yeah, we're connecting to the highest point right, um, and the lowest, lowest point, point to begin, begin, and then everything else in between. Everything else in between to begin and connect. connect. That, you know, when the high meets the low, low. Like the higher self and the lower self, we get that balance, that integration. But when you've used this mm. in with your clients, what kind of transformations have you seen with them? Because obviously, client confidentiality, of course. Um, but you've worked with a lot of different people um, and I've met one person that you've yes. used the tree on. But how would you say that they felt that the tree has changed their life in, that, in those six months that they've actually worked with you? Mm. So ultimately, you know, we can often live uh, in our illusions as well, can't we, you know? Um, whether it's programmings, whether it's just excuses we're making for ourselves. Yeah. What the tree ultimately does, and it can be a bit full on when it does that, it allows us to take responsibility. You know, mm -hmm. no matter what's going on in our life, good, bad, happy, sad, you know, everything really is happening ultimately under our responsibility. And it's an ability we all have, the ability to respond. So often people will become cleaner and clearer in themselves. Mm -hmm. Maybe they thought, you know, things were a certain way, and then mm -hmm. all of a sudden the tree makes them see, actually it's happening because maybe there are, you know, some areas that, we are also, you know, to blame mm -hmm. or that we can also maybe change. So it allows people to become clear of what they actually want. Um, one lady, you know, I started working with it, became very aware that she wanted to divorce her husband. And it's like actually giving her a lot of support and power to step into her own. So it's like quite major life changing kind of events happening. Because if you think about it, divorce isn't something easy. No. Isn't an easy step for anyone. Um, so... Do, even though it's, your program is six months using the tree, have you used it for 12 month period or is it just like all a shorter period? Uh, the longest period I've used it for is nine months. Nine months. Yeah, nine months. So the minimum is six because it is quite a deep work, but nine months is the longest that I think with kind of tree and work. Do you find that it has a much, it, do you see a really, deep transformation in the individuals because it obviously it's you're going to be um going to be delving in into their deepest darkest desires and obviously because you've got the karmic side and then you've got the manifestation the emotional and the mental um but do you ever see a conflict in those four Contrast. Trust. Yeah, conflicts, contradictions. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, the thing is, yeah, it can it can very much bring up uh, a lot of a lot of things, and yeah, it can be painful. Um, mm. I'm going to be honest. You know, one 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 woman. I mean, particularly, I think found it a lot more painful than she thought it was going to be. But remember, mm. no pain, no gain. Mm. So. It, it can bring up things that we're not often seeing or we're not aware of, mm. and these contradictions, which can feel really strange. 
Um, however, again, like I said, I think with that awareness, with that understanding, we can then recognize and realize we have a choice. I think a lot of the time we live in life thinking we don't have choices. Well, we yeah. think our choices are limited. And um, they are to a certain extent, to a certain degree, yeah. because of our awareness. So within the tree, it's like it brings up, you know, working with the tree brings up those blocks, but on a much more deeper, more profound level mm. to work with. Um, and, and each month, it's quite exciting because we're not just going through the block. We're actually mm. working on creating a balance. Okay. The belief is we're not broken. These blocks are not like, you know, broken or mm -hmm. problem areas. They're more like areas that we just need to bring awareness to and maybe complement and find a complementary energy to support it, uh, to integrate it, to activate it. Do you find that some of the, sometimes that it may bring up traumatic events from the past, mm. um, but, or have you found that it may be bring up something from a past life or anything? Yes. But then how would you deal with it? If it's something related to the past life and you haven't gone through something like that in the present or it's reflected in a different way, like for example, in a toxic relationship mm -hmm. or a toxic environment at work or in the family, just, I don't know, sibling rivalry, for example, or, um, you know, not getting on with a friend or whatever. Um, how does, how would you overcome that? That is something that's linked to the past life. So past life, I mean, and this is what the tree is quite interesting at doing. Mm. Past life revolves around the belief of, uh, or the concept rather of, uh, or pop, sorry, parallel reality. Right, okay. So we don't just live in the current, current reality. reality. There are parallel, parallel realities yeah. taking form Four. in sometimes parallel universes as yeah, well. Yeah, obviously because there is no time and everything is and we, timeless. And we're yeah. multidimensional beings. Yeah. yeah. So often what can happen is, you know, I'll, I'll, with someone I've worked with the tree, they'll say, mm -hmm. look, I want to achieve this in my life, I want to achieve that. So they're looking at alternate realities they want to step into. And maybe they are 70, 80% there on their alternate reality. Mm -hmm. But perhaps there's, you know, when I say 70 to 80% there, they're 70 to 80% there on working towards their ultimate reality. But okay. the reason they're not maybe stepping up or moving forwards or really, you know, making it all happen mm. is because something might be along, going alongside their current reality. So the okay. parallel realities could, could be contradicting um, and yeah. conflicting. So okay. often what the tree will do is bring up those, those, those demons. <laughs> so I like. suppose in a way it could be that, like they always say there's three sides to a person. There's mm -hmm. the real self, there's this person they present, present themselves, themselves to be, to be um, and the person they, they want, want themselves, themselves to, to be, be or, or uh, yeah, and how they present themselves to people, friends, family, work and everything. So it could be something like that that's, even in this current reality, for example. Yes, yes. So that when you say that, instantly what comes to my mind is like the moon sign, yeah. you know, who we are on a deeper level, the ascendant, what we show the world, what we're also learning, and then yeah. um, the sun, what we want the world to see. Um, so that, that's the kind of like basic, you know, ba a fundamental kind of, yes, basic principle on the on the astrological level. Mm -hmm. um, yes, and, and that's very much for the current incarnation. What this tree often tends to do is looks at that throughout almost like the tapestry of, of the soul. It's, uh -huh. it's like a sort of more a timelessness energy. What we work a lot with, with is um, something called ENSOF, which is okay. the infinite or the unlimited or um, a, a belief that Kabbalists believe that everything came from almost like a source of nothing and everything all at once. Yeah. 
So we're tapping into this soul energy that on yeah, a very, very, on deep, a very deep, deep level. Yeah, found level, which will only bring up obviously only what you need to work with, but it will activate it very uh, rapidly. And even just by when we create the tree, it's like it's alive boom. and happening. Yeah, boom, exactly. <laughs> it's like kaboom, absolutely. <laughs> it's very magical. But the thing is, like when you like when you first do, obviously you, you have those four trees. And then when you merge, obviously, then you put one layer down, the other layer, then the other layer, then the other layer. When you first initially go through the tree with a client, how do you explain it to them? Mm, good question. So what I actually do is actually write a report. So I kind of like bring it all down into a report, which is usually around about, I don't know, maybe 6,000 to 7,000, maybe even out eight, that can be between six to 8,000 words. It's very in-depth. So, it sounds like a thesis that you'd be is. writing to submit it's for a university degree or a very thorough. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of mental. So I will I will send that to the client and then we then you know go over it. Um, and sometimes people don't want to actually be, be, go through the, the, the transformation work. They mm. just want this insight. So even with just this insight alone and putting these trees, um, that gives the, the person that awareness then. But even though if it would if it gives them the awareness. It's a bit like half the battle, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, but then, okay, so for example, for example, you've handed me over this 7,000 word report with my tree of life on it. The, the fish, fish bones, scale fish bones, bones, scale bones, bones yeah. right? And I read through it and I get scared by what you've written. Then what? Then what would happen to that individual? Like, on a mental level and an emotional level would something shift in them just by actually reading that or is it best to actually sit down and go through it to get a better understanding and work through whatever issues are coming up or look at the karmic blueprint to kind of break that cycle yeah, I think it's kind of interesting, um, you know, it's, it's, I suppose, you know, when you say you're scared of something, I mean, I think fear is a, is a very big illusion. Yeah. And this system is all about breaking down those illusions mm. and shedding light onto them. So often, you know, yeah, uh, the, the scariest thing you'll find looking at your, 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 your you know, your, your tree and your soul's map yeah. is that you will be like, oh, my God, I have choices that I didn't know I had. Yeah. So it's more about, you know, kind of being empowered by choices mm. the scary thing is how unconscious perhaps you've been leading or living life on some mm. level so it's it's not going to be a an experience that will will make you feel like you've got no choice if mm. anything it's going to shed light and show ah, where those chains maybe are where those attachments or those mm. those blocks or pains you know or not pains but those 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 opportunities to transform are um so yeah it can often be half the battle because with that mm. awareness you become so clear and aware of your choices um but ultimately i think yeah it's better to have someone facilitate you mm. in the best way you feel fit to help you kind of make the most out of those choices or to mm. step fully into those choices but often what will happen people will get the map that's been created and yeah. then they will be guided to also other practitioners or yeah. other styles of work so they're more clearer in their mind actually yeah. of what maybe they might i suppose it's like really a huge awakening of who you are really as a person. How you're creating your life. Because mm. a lot of people don't actually realise that we, I suppose it comes back to the blocks that we have, self-limiting 
beliefs that have been imposed on us or we impose on ourselves on a subconscious level. And this is really awakening us to what choices we actually have. And when it comes down to it, that we are infinite beings in, a, in an abundant world. Absolutely. Um, and that is a really, really big thing. It's like, I suppose it comes down to the great old thing, if I knew what I know now and I'd yes. go back and do things differently. Absolutely, you hit the nail on the head. Oh, as you say that, I go all like goosebumpy and yes, I get like an okay. <laughs> Where's the time machine, please? If only, if only there was a time machine. Um, Raul has written, um, sounds like caterpillar into cocoon transformation into butterfly or heart, but then you'll fly and display your beautiful true colours. True. Hi, Neelam. And he's also written, boy, am I glad an angel tapped on the shoulder to wake me up to check Aww. phone to see you were her alive because I needed to listen to you both. Thank you. Amazing. You're welcome, Raoul. Thank you. Welcome. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it, it's amazing how much, once you actually start tapping into your inner self or start listening to your um, inner voice, going to complete silence away from the noise. And when I mean noise, I mean like friends, family, any form of distraction that you may have, the answers are always within, but you always need to dig that bit deeper. And when you start digging deeper, you transform your life completely. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think this is why, you know, the tree is, is such a cool tool because mm. it's a very grounding or grounded tool mm. to use and work with these non-physical forms yeah. that can often be very ungrounding. Jess has written, currently studying yogic texts, including the Four Noble Truths, One Truth, Many Paths, Love, How Everything is Connected, How Everything is Sacred when aligned with the divine. Oh, yeah, amazing. definitely. I mean, we are always connected to the divine the divine is within us and we are part of the divine we are an extension of the divine because sure. the divine is omnipresent omniscient and that's what what that is what we've been taught in the Sikh text um in the Sikh holy books mm -hmm. in some of the scripts so you know but it, it, i suppose it comes down to individual interpretation yes. and the thing is also and i don't know if you you're finding this that a lot a lot more people are becoming more conscious conscious of their spirituality, getting more into um, the energetic work mm. and realizing that they can change the way that they're living, make transform their lives. Um, and tools, you know, one you way know. Or, one way or another with the Absolutely. right tools. Absolutely. Or, and the thing is, and I'm sure, you know, and people come in and out of our lives, like we're like passing ships. Mm. all the time and you just never know who you're going to meet and who will touch your soul and help you on your way of transformation even if it's just a one conversation um you know and one conversation at a time we can make an impact in everybody's lives definitely definitely and there are so many amazing tools out there you know and it's lovely to see jess talking about you know yoga because I, I know you know jess is studying to be a yoga teacher oh amazing, she? amazing amazing um uh, another you know uh reiki sakem master oh, as well, she? Uh, uh, which is amazing yeah so um and yoga you know is it's a beautiful incredible you know system and, and art mm. because often people can think yoga or exercise yeah but actually there's, there's a whole practice there is a whole it. practice underneath it it used to be used obviously 
um, there's different forms of yoga yes. now which have been developed over the years. But the true form of yoga is all about your breath. Yeah. And breathing life into your body. Oh, that's what you do. Yes. And that's what it was really about. So obviously a lot of things have changed. Namaste, Jess. <laughs> um, you know, and that's how it's changed. So you've got Kundalini Yoga. Kundalini, yeah. the, um, Working with the circles, circles yeah. and all sorts. So, in the um, Hatha Yoga, Hatha Yoga, Flow, there's so many divine ones out there. Oh, yeah. There's something called Yin Yoga. That's I don't know. The yoga place just that recently has opened, you know, down the road, jump down the road for me. Yin Yoga, which I haven't quite yet practiced yet. But there's many different forms, and you can again meditate and activate different energies. I yeah. also, which doesn't sound really mad, but I have. I'm just going to explain. Yeah, but I've also done. This guy is crazy anyway. So. <laughs> I've also often uh, done, you know, um, connection with the Kabbalistic tree, and, and you know, brought that into to the yogic practice as well. Have you? Yeah, activating different energies and different paths, and, and sort of dedicating a practice to a planet uh, can be quite potent and powerful as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's like gong baths and as well, um, where they kind of you know will often like use like a, you know, a gong. Uh -huh. And often gongs will have like pictures of different planets, so they're activating those planetary oh. energies. Yeah. So yeah, there are many different forms of that. But what I love particularly about the tree, because the spiritual world or the energetic world has so many different wonderful sort of guises to it. Yeah. It can feel so amazing. It can also, if you're new to exploring that world, also be like, whoa, where do I begin? And what I find the tree is, is a very strong, grounded, almost like rock or root mm. to understand where maybe any given time you might be operating from and how to maybe perhaps explore or tap into different paths. Oh. Yeah. So it's that path working effect, directing, you know, the, the energy. Yeah. But, oh, I mean, you, we, we could have a lot, a lot more conversations mm. on the tree, but that, that's all we've got time for today everybody so thank you very much for joining Aldo and I um, and hopefully I will have Aldo back again so we can actually I'll be a volunteer I'm gonna guinea pig myself to actually see how he actually um, creates the life of tree um, the tree of life sorry for me <laughs> how are you yeah it's getting late. The life of tree. The tree, the tree of, life. of life. How he creates the tree of life. And then when maybe we can go into more detail mm -hmm. on each of the pathways. Mm. Um, begin journeying them. Begin journeying them. But, um, so if you would be interested in seeing that, comment below and let us know if you'd like to see us together again, talking more about the tree of life. Okay, so thank you very much for joining us and hope to join you all soon again. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.